that I know is shit. Breaking all the rules, chronic blues, killing the accordions. We don't follow these coordinates. Coordinated with a smoke is flipped. Thank you, everybody, and welcome back. Uh, I am Michael Real, and this is the Create One Podcast, and today we have a very, very special guest. Why don't you introduce yourself? I'm Melissa Mel, a.k.a. Multifaceted. I try to think of more a.k.a.s, but I'm just not that cool. A.k.a. the shit, <laughs> a.k.a. <laughs> okay, a.k.a. Okay. here she is, a.k.a. she's AKA. back with a vengeance. Yes. 2020, watch out. Yes. Thank you for being here with us. Of course. <laughs> So yeah, um, if just just a little backstory of how I know Mel. Um, uh, last year, uh, I don't know how. I don't know if I contacted you. I think I contacted you. I think so. Um, but you know, I'm a photographer. She's a model, and I was like, let's shoot, let's shoot some stuff. So I I got the the opportunity to work with you on that, yeah. and that was pretty cool. Yeah. And then we worked again. We worked three times last year. Yeah, that's wild. Like, I don't think I've ever shot with any photographers out here more than once, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, just TFP, like, one-on-one. Mm-hmm. I think it was just always one and done. But, yeah, we shot three times. And the last time that we shot was a, a pretty big <sighs> one. Thank um, you for that. <clears throat> that was a beast. How many, lo- how many, how many looks did oh, we do gosh, in, one, in, like, in the span of just a couple hours? It was, like, I want to say, like, eight looks eight looks at least because yeah i was doing like some fashion styling app and i wanted to get like all the looks mm-hmm. and like switch it up so yeah it, w- it must have been at least eight looks that's that's cr- <laughs> i've so never fun. done that before Me neither. i haven't done it again since either i mean we can we can try to go <laughs> for a new record this year oh, if you ever want to gosh. but that was that was an amazing experience for me because that was it looked like we did multiple shoots yeah and when we did them in different areas too yeah. we would, i think we were like in echo park we were downtown mm-hmm. we did like was it like chinatown chinatown yeah, area yeah. stuff like that but we we did it yeah it looked they all looked like different completely different environments you yeah. never know that they were like within two three blocks of each yeah. other but see that's yeah. just the creativeness with you you just you're like frugal i want to do something like <laughs> um are, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. It, <laughs> yeah, was, it, was, was, it, was, it was a good experience. And for me, too, because it was actually like a challenging experience as a photographer to to get things done like that within yeah. a short amount of time. Because I think we only did like three or four hours, maybe. I want to say maybe a little yeah. bit more. Over it wasn't that. too long. It wasn't too long because we yeah. weren't out that long. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was a great experience for me as a photographer because I was never challenged like that. I've never had a challenge until well you're welcome yeah well, thank you <laughs> thank you uh, so yeah that that's just a little backstory of of, of how i met uh mel um we did some some collaborative work together and yeah. it was awesome and the stuff that we produced from the photos was pretty awesome yeah until the, till yeah. this day my favorite picture that we've collab collaborated on from the photo shoot was the one on the beach on the sunset. That was my okay, favorite. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. one where you're like kind of like kneeling down. Yes, yes. And I don't know. I thought shot. that that shot was really amazing because it was on the beach. Yeah. It was the sunset, and I had like a flash, and it it, it came out pretty dope. What, yeah. what what was your favorite from some of the shoots that we did? I was honestly gonna say the first shoot that we did with like the red. It, it's probably because the look was like yeah. the red leather jacket with like the white lace underneath in front of the and the the Pike outlets with the Ferris, the Ferris wheel in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was, that was dope. so dope. Yeah, that but was we so were dope. really out there on Huntington Beach on the rocks with a light. Yep. <laughs> I was trying not to fall and kill myself or break any of my equipment, but I was like, "Fuck it, we're gonna get this thing done." Yeah, we killed it. That that was that, that was that was pretty amazing. Um, so yeah, um, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Let me let me know some history from Mel. 
So I'm originally from the East Coast. I was born and raised in Connecticut, and I moved out to uh, OC. Um, when was that? It was July 2018. So I've been in Cali for less than two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but out in Connecticut, I got my degree in graphic design. And then nice. um, my first job was like an in-house graphic designer. And then I moved to an agency who had offices in Chicago, Dallas, and California. Nice, nice. So like from the beginning, once I got there, I was like, I'm plotting on moving offices. Mm-hmm. Um, and once the position opened up, I was like, slot me in there. Like, there let's goes. do this. Um, so yeah, Cali was always like the, the end goal or uh, one of the highest goals for me. I just never thought it would happen. Um, so when that opportunity opened up, I was like, this, this has to be it. Yeah. This has to be it. Um, so I drove across the country, uh, first Wait a minute, you drove across the country? Mm-hmm. Yeah. With my mom. That shit was, ugh. wow. It was an experience. Like it was a whole movie. Like my car broke down in the middle of Chickasha, Oklahoma, <laughs> on their <laughs> hottest day of the year in like 10 years. It was like 113 degrees, and my AC compressor broke and I had to get that fixed. And then we were driving at night, and it's like pitch black, like no lights out there, like the middle of nowhere. It was pretty dope. Um, but I'm glad I got that time with my mom to like, you know, before I, I left, and all my family's back in Connecticut. So I'm the only one out here. Um, and I moved to. First to Huntington Beach, mm-hmm. a month later to Seal Beach, nine months later to Long Beach, six you're, months after that to Hawthorne. You were just on the beach. You were just on the coast of California, just yes. going. I came out here for the sun and for the beaches. And yeah, none of those, like one of those moves was by choice. Um, but yeah, I've kind of I've been hopping around ever since. Yeah. But yeah. That's cool. That's, mm-hmm. that's interesting because, you know, like, I mean, I've been here my whole life mm-hmm. you know i've the, i think the only place that i probably migrated to was probably like las vegas okay but that's nothing that's like right in your backyard yeah. you moved close. across the country across how was the transition from the culture back home to coming to california uh, to southern california yeah it, it was exactly what i was looking for um i was definitely looking for a change and when I got out here, there was such like an entrepreneurial spirit that I fell in love with immediately. Mm-hmm. And East Coast is kind of like, you know, the closest that Connecticut has to anything that's popping or happening is New York. And yes, that culture is very like hustle and bustle. Um, but there's not so much creation of things just for the sake of creating them. It's yeah. like I'm doing this because I need to feed myself. And out here, um, I find that everybody that I've met comes out here with the dream to achieve and they're just doing their creativity for the love of it and like just to you know just mm-hmm. to work on something that's their own um so like everyone i met out here like had a podcast every phone number that i added to my phone book had a business name after it so it was really cool to see it because out here it feels a lot more attainable because you know you start your own podcast mm-hmm. you start your own youtube channel all these things um and i feel like back east you can do that, but to, to actually hit, it feels it feels so far-reaching because out here, Hollywood's right there. You know, As long as you meet the right people and make those connections, you can get into these rooms yeah. because they're right here. And I feel like um, it's a lot, a lot more welcoming, at least for me. Um, I'm pretty antisocial and a little socially awkward. So the introvert? <laughs> yes, yeah, very, very, very much, much so. Um, but what's, your, I, what's your sign? A Virgo. Hey, I'm a Virgo. Too. Okay, That's what the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like out here, it was definitely more welcoming. And um, like I was 
since I'm out here by myself, so like I was going to a lot of events, photo meetups, mm -hmm. um, open mics, things like that by myself, and I felt comfortable doing that. Um, and I don't think I would feel comfortable doing that in Connecticut or New York. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just like the vibe out here was so much more welcoming to transplants. And see, that's that. Yeah. See, that's mm -hmm. th that's what I was gonna I was gonna touch upon too. It's 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 different for people who come out here. Um, as opposed for somebody like me, like a native who's mm -hmm. been here, it's 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 me trying to reach out. Yeah. I th but but that's the thing though. I everybody in, in in LA has some type of hustle. Yeah. And they hustle and they work a nine to five, but they have something on the side that's making them extra income or yeah. getting them to a specific goal that they want to. Yeah. And I think I think that's probably what draws. But that that's what draws a lot of people to Los Angeles, California, and this this area. Mm -hmm. But I feel like you can say that too for some of the major cities. Like for instance, that's what draws me to New York. Mm -hmm. That's what draws me wanting to go to. I've never yeah. been to New York. My my uh, my girlfriend, she's been to New York, yeah, and she's t told me about the stuff in New York. So it it just kind of like it made me itch a little more, wanting to travel more. Yeah. Um, and for me being a native, like I want to reach out there. Yeah. You know, it could just be like a change of environment. It's I think really that's what just it is. Like the catalyst to to something new because even uh, when I was traveling solo, it was like just being around. I would travel solo, but like in groups. Um, there's like this travel agency um, that I sign up for, and you basically it's. I think 24 to 35, but you travel in a group of people that are most of them sign up by themselves mm -hmm. or with like a significant other or a friend. But a lot of the people are just by themselves and just like being around strangers. And it's like, Oh, so what do you do? Like, tell me about yourself having to like, you know, talk that conversation over and over again. It makes you think about, okay, I don't have these conversations every day because everyone around me is just the people that have been yeah. around me. So it's like, it could just be a change of environment, mm -hmm. like whether it's from East to West or West to East, um, that can like be the catalyst for, for that kind of creativity and that kind of growth. And I think that's what mainly I was looking for. I was just looking to get out because even I had been applying to jobs in California. Um, I moved out here with the same agency that I was with, but I was looking to leave them. Like I wanted to just get to California or I started looking outside of California, just out of Connecticut, like yeah. anywhere, not where I was born and not where I was growing up and not where it had become stale for me, you know? Um, so maybe just a change of environment. You didn't want that stagnant feeling. Yeah. I yeah. think that's my fear too as well mm -hmm. is feeling stagnant. And yeah. I think I have conversations with um, with my girlfriend a lot about me being stagnant. Like mm -hmm. that's kind of one of my biggest fears Yeah, is not moving forward. It's a Virgo thing. I think it, it, it might be. <laughs> yeah. And also too, I think it's a creative thing. With yeah. a lot of creatives, you don't, you don't want to stay stuck and mm -hmm. you want to start reinventing things. Or, or things that you've you've touched upon, but you want to see where else you can take it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for me, that's one of my biggest fears is being stagnant, especially because yeah. you know we know we're creative, especially like with photography, and then mm -hmm. me dabbling into to video work and mm -hmm. things like that. I want to see what I can push. Even even me posting a, a, a small graphic with a video behind it on Instagram. I want to push these little yeah. things, and I mean, luckily now we have so many avenues and outlets and tools within this day and age. To yeah. push that creativity out, yeah. um, it's much more accessible. I yeah, feel like. it is. It is. It is uh, uh, a lot accessible for us now, days as opposed to you know, you know, our last generation and things like that. Yeah. Um, so touching upon the uh, the differences and the transition from going from the East Coast to the West Coast, mm -hmm. um, what is your background? Uh, ethnicity wise, oh, I'm Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican, hey Puerto yeah, Rico. Uh, none out here in California. <laughs> none. I know. Two people that, no, three, well, 
two and a whole family actually from Connecticut that I met out here totally serendipitously at a photo meetup. Oh, really? I heard someone say Connecticut. I was like, you say Connecticut? And she was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Are you Puerto Rican? I'm like, yes. So it was like instant family. But yeah, I know like three Puerto Ricans out here. <laughs> <laughs> you are the, the sum of the Puerto Ricans that are living out here in California. Yes. yes. It's so funny. Oh. The transition culturally wise, mm -hmm. is it? Do you feel like it's more or less the same? Because I know a lot of you know mm -hmm. Hispanics are out here, Mexican. We, mm -hmm. There is actually a Cuban community in Echo Park. Really? So I lived in okay. Echo Park pretty much my whole childhood. Okay. My 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 grandparents had a house out there, and every year there was a Cuban festival in Echo Park, oh, and there still is today. Okay. It goes on today. So there's an active Cuban community within Echo Park. Oh, dope. Okay. So I know there's like, there's Cubans out here. I mean, yeah. there's Salvadorians, there's Mexicans, of course, yeah. we're like right near the border. <laughs> yeah, um, there's, there's definitely like way fewer Caribbeans. Cause yeah. like Connecticut has like, you know, Haitians, um, Bahamians, like so many, and a lot of Puerto Ricans, like a ton of Puerto Ricans. I would say Puerto Ricans are probably the, the biggest Hispanic or Latinx group out in Connecticut. Yeah. Um, but even then, it's like there's a lot of uh, Filipinos, Laotians. Um, but, yeah, there's there's a lot more uh, Central American, South American out here. And there's like I know two Bahamian brothers, uh, two Puerto Ricans, <laughs> like no Haitians, very, very few uh, Caribbeans out here. And it makes sense because like ge geographically. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think I was ready for like looking around and no Puerto Ricans around me. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I was ready for that. Yeah, it it it, it is one of those transitions, yeah. and and it's crazy. Kind of you're not not a culture shock because mm -hmm. it's, you're still within the Latin community. Yeah. So it's it's similar. Well, like yeah, I don't say like wepa. Like mm. I, I I go like wepa. Like no. She's looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like damn. <laughs> it, it, look, I. I <laughs> I'm native here and I don't even speak a lot of the fucking <laughs> slang that Mexicans talk. No, it's crazy because I went to I went to Miami um for Super Bowl weekend for work. Yeah. Okay. So I was out there oh, so my I didn't see that. Yeah, so my job was all like, "Hey, can you um go somewhere for us?" I'm like, "Yeah, where? Miami." I'm like, "Yeah, when?" Uh in like a day. I'm like, "Wait, so I got to pack and do all this and sh so I I I told my girlfriend, she was like, wait, wait, you're going, you're going where and how long and what time frame? Jeez. So I was out there for five days. So they sent me out okay. there for a work trip. And it's, <clears throat> first of all, Miami's beautiful. Second of all, I wasn't ready for the humidity. <laughs> it shit just came at me. It's just like wet heat. <laughs> yes, I felt sticky. But it, but it was great. Miami yeah. was great. I had a, a great experience in Miami. But yeah, it's, it's, it's the cultural differences. Mm -hmm. Cubans and just caribbean people down there and yeah. it's just like they're fast man you guys, you guys are fast yeah. when it comes to when it comes to talking oh yeah and, and it was it was interesting to to just see that you know yeah um but it was it was one of those things that was like an eye-opener it's like yes this is what traveling does yeah. it shows you different people it makes you want to do this more often and i advise everybody who's listening travel yes, please yes. travel whether you're going on a road trip mm -hmm. like this young lady here she went fucking across the country in a car make with sure, her mom make sure your ac compressor works. yeah make sure <laughs> or you're traveling by plane yes. by sea whatever but go ahead and go go out and travel you guys you're gonna mm -hmm. see some stuff that you're not gonna see locally yeah. and that's the beautiful thing about it it's you're gonna see brand new things you're yeah. gonna be enlightened you're gonna be open-minded about different cultures absolutely and i think that's the beauty of it 
Um, I always recommend for people to travel solo at least once, mm -hmm. like just go on a trip, whether it's a group travel trip and you'll be like, you know, with um, like a, a tour guide and like, so you won't be alone alone, but also try going alone, like completely alone yeah. to just anywhere that you haven't been. You'll learn so much about yourself, about your resilience, about your, your ability to figure shit out. Like if you don't know the language, yeah. you know, you learn so much about yourself and even when if you're traveling with strangers, you'll learn so much about other people's cultures, other people's walks of life. And if you can, definitely try and get immersed in the culture that you're traveling to instead of just, you know, staying in the, the four or five star yeah. hotels. And I'm on to talk because I'm boozy as fuck. So <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh, let me get like a nice bed or whatever. But um, when I just went to Cuba, we stayed at a... Um, oh, you went to Cuba? Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Casa Particular, which is basically someone's house that they like Airbnb out. Um, but there was the street that we were on was like it, it's such a little discovery that you wouldn't necessarily be able to be exposed to if you're just like at one of the ritzy hotels down in um you know old havana mm -hmm. where like the whole strip is like where we were was off the off the, the, like, beaten, the path, beaten path yeah. exactly and it was it was so much more um of an immersive experience in the culture and i definitely recommend you know if you can travel if you can travel travel solo and if you can travel solo travel authentically how does that affect you as a creative seeing that or like going and experiencing that i mean it's just it, that kind of like change agent of being somewhere mm -hmm. new and like being exposed to stuff um it's it's such a catalyst for um like just different ideas and like what you could be doing with your creativity and at least for in cuba it was definitely an an eye opener and like you know, just coming back, having so much gratitude for shit like Wi-Fi and grocery stores where I can go get as much food as I want instead yeah. of having rations and only being able to buy certain shit on certain days and not having go to go to a, a Wi-Fi park to get Wi-Fi, having it in my house, like just shit like that. It makes you so grateful and <clears throat> it opens your eyes to how much you actually have and take for granted every day. And then you're like, OK, what can I actually do with what I have that I'm actually taking for granted for that so many people in this world don't have for De themselves? Definitely eye opener. Yeah that's that's for that's sure. amazing and so yeah i mean that's i think touching upon the the subject again people if you have the ability or if you have the means mm -hmm. travel do it e e even if it's across another state just mm -hmm. just go check some stuff out because you yeah. guys are gonna find things that you guys yeah. wouldn't typically find in your own neighborhood yeah i definitely recommend living somewhere where yeah. you weren't born to like even if it's just across state lines like live somewhere even if it's just for a year that you don't know anybody like yeah. just start a life somewhere even if it's and that's a difficult year or two. And, that, and that that's Ooh. that's a that's yeah. very brave of a lot of people to do mm -hmm. um i know there's like there's this 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 like stigma this bad you know fucking thing about people who mm -hmm. come to california and it, it's expensive and whatnot da, 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 da. but the thing is though people here in california don't understand i think i i, I want to say i'm one of the few people who try to understand that that people who come to this state from different states across the fucking country, you guys are literally leaving everything behind. You guys are leaving home behind. You guys are leaving a safe haven to try to start something new mm -hmm. and not a lot of people here. And probably, you know, it, it, it probably goes for a different states when people go to to different states from this state to that state. They just don't understand. Like it takes it takes a lot mm -hmm. to go from one place to another and to yeah. create something new. Yeah. And especially for people who are creatives and trying to pursue a dream or trying to pursue something that they really, really believe in. Yeah. And it takes a lot. It takes a toll on you sometimes. Mm. But the people who do it, 
that 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 takes that takes fucking guts yeah and we'll all tell you that it's so worth it like i was grateful to come out here with the job but i was like by if i didn't come out here by september i was going to come out here without anything like i was gonna just come out here and hope for the best yeah just to say i was able to do that um but in in reality i don't know if i would have been able to survive because it, it takes so much and even uh, living in New York, I know it takes like a certain grit that you have to be like, you have to have within you. And I knew I didn't have that, but I'm like California to make it out there. I feel like I can, that for me is more attainable and I can actually try that shit out because if I'm going to be struggling, if I'm going to be broke, I want to do it in the sun. I want to do it where it's somewhere beautiful yeah. around, um, even though it fucking rains here and it's like 58 degrees right now. And I'm like, what is this? Why is it not 80 degrees and sunny every Look day? It. <laughs> global fucking warming <laughs> all right not in the brochure this wasn't in the brochure <laughs> this wasn't even this wasn't even back i would say like 10 years ago this wasn't even a thing yeah it was very sunny but yeah, i mean i'm i'm one of those people that do believe in global warming and the planet is changing you believe in science you yes. believe in facts and yes figures? i believe in facts and figures <laughs> and fucking pie charts <laughs> i do believe that something is happening to our planet oh, and yeah. the right people are well not i wouldn't even say the right people the people that are in specific offices oh, yeah. don't understand that because they benefit oh they they gotta under like you can't just look at something and be like no like i see all these things all these facts no it's you see it but you're profiting off of saying yeah. no to it so yeah mm-hmm. 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 Uh, <laughs> switching subjects as i like to do um so I, I I follow you on Instagram. I follow you on your social media, mm-hmm. and you have this amazing, amazing segment that you do every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Can you please tell us and tell the audience what this is? Yes. So uh, last in twenty nineteen, January, um, as I said, I, I fell in love with like the entrepreneurial spirit out here and the fact that everyone I was meeting um, was not only black and brown, but they had their own businesses, like their own podcasts, their own entrepreneurial ventures. Um, And I wanted to start shouting that out and just showing people how, one, how possible it is for you to start something like that of your own, and two, how easy it is to support these businesses if you just, you know, take the time to search for them. And maybe not everyone has that time to search for them, so I want to put them front and center on my platform. Um, So it's called Womi Small Biz, and it's basically shouting out women and or minority-owned small businesses, and that includes um, black, indigenous, people of color, LGBTQIA, anyone. The only audience that I'm consciously excluding is white cishet men. (laughs) Let's just be clear. Um, But yeah, any any, uh, marginalized community that has um, a business, a small business, whether it's products, services, or a small space, I want to shout them out. Um, And I've been doing it pretty consistently every Wednesday. Um, I'll just, either it's people that I know and have met, that's how a lot of the first ones started. But once I opened my mind up to like actually looking for these kinds of businesses, they just all like started flowing in. Like I did the whole year of um, Womi Small Biz, the second season, um, like halfway through last year, I started shouting out um, Womi Small Biz Spaces. So like physical spaces that hold events and hold safe space for these marginalized communities. And I started um, expanding it to video content and actually interviewing the founders of this company. So you get more face time with who you're actually supporting, mm-hmm. which I think is really important. And um, yeah, this year I've I've kind of dialed it back uh, because I was I was I felt like a hypocrite if I didn't actually support them monetarily and like buy something of theirs um so every week i was buying a new Womi small business product 
every single week from the to people shout that you're featuring yeah because i wanted to make sure you know i'm reviewing the product making sure it's legit you know i didn't want to shout anything out that was like janky or anything yeah. so um however uh given these bills and the amount of times that i've had to move that's not exactly <laughs> a, a sustainable lifestyle for me um so i've dialed it a little bit back where it's less uh product reviews and more just literally just shouting them out because as I tell everyone um, in most of my stories, it's like even if you can't support them monetarily, just like them, follow them, share their profile because it doesn't take money to support these businesses, especially if they're thriving and surviving off yeah. social media, which is such a big, huge, important tool for them. Something as simple as a share or like or something free like that can help them. Um, so I still want to be able to shout them out in that way. I just can't afford to, you know, yeah. <laughs> shell out that money every week anymore. But, um, yeah, I'm still shouting them out and I actually have – like a list of enough businesses for the rest of the year. That's good. <laughs> yeah. You know what? And th and that's great. That's great you're doing that, especially, you know, with people who are creating something from nothing essentially. Yeah. I think that was the reason why I wanted to start this podcast mm -hmm. is to get people like that. We yeah. create things, we are in the cusp of it mm -hmm. and we're on the brink of something great, yet we're still dealing with day to day life. You know, we're not yeah. We're not some, you know, privileged person who exactly. got a grant or, you know, exactly. you know, got a, a big ass loan that yep. we can do that. And we have to start from the ground up, you know, mm -hmm. and I feel like what you're doing is is very, very, very great, um, especially yeah. for, for for our people, people of color, especially for women yeah. that need um I feel like a bigger view in especially especially this world. Yeah. And me personally, that that affects me now today because I have a daughter mm -hmm. and yeah. I want her to know that you mm -hmm. and your dreams are as big as any of these these boys out here. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I want to instill in her, you know, and I want her to do great things. And no matter what it is, you know, if it's create creativity or mm -hmm. for her academics or things like that, you know, I want to I want to push that upon her and for you to do that for other people. That's a that's a great thing. I mean, I don't. It's it's hard to re, it's hard to even repay. Like, how, what yeah. what are the the businesses like? The people, how do they react to when they when they see a feature? They're, they're usually so grateful. Yeah. They're like, this means so much to me. Like, thank you so much. And they'll like share on theirs. Um, and that that to me, like, it makes it all worth it because they they're not used to that. Like, and that's why I chose the audiences and and the businesses that I did because as women, as people of color, like we're starting more businesses um, than any other race. I think it was Latinas last year. Um, and just in, in general, black, indigenous people of color, we don't get the venture capital. We don't have the generational wealth to, to just tap into and like, oh, I want to start something. Daddy, give me $50,000. Yeah. You know, so it's like having having to start literally from even less than the ground up like even lower than than the ground up with so little resources so little exposure and and backing financially to then create something and and really just make magic and, and it close everything out um every story with keep making magic because we're fucking magical and and to be able to create something out of nothing like you're saying with even less chance of success or with the odds against us it's it's so beautiful to see and that's why i want to make sure that people see that it's attainable and that there are so many businesses like this that you you know you should be supporting them as opposed to you know the big box brands that you know don't really care about you you know um latinx and latinidad is 
is a trend right now because you know we're the the biggest spending power and they're seeing that and they want to cater to us now but they're not staffing their company with people of color they're not really genuinely talking to us they just want to get this segment of the market get the, get our dollars um as opposed to you know authentic brands that have are, have founders that look like you and that are putting out the same kind of product Yes, it might be a little more expensive because someone's making it by hand or making it without like the mass production that these big box brands have. Mm-hmm. But that's what makes it so much more magical and more special to support. And how do you how do you how do you think or what can somebody that is just regular Joe Schmo out there? Mm-hmm. How can we help? How can we help these brands? And, and what do you think we can do to try to give these brands a little bit more push? I mean, if you're if you're looking for a product, like say you need to like stock up on shampoo or something like just search on Instagram, um, like small business uh, beauty or small business hair care. Um, that's usually what I do to find these businesses myself and just doing a little bit more research. Um, and you'll find that there, there are a lot of different alternatives than what's more convenient than, you know, the big box brands. Something at fucking Target. Yeah, like I, I don't want to name any of the brands, but yeah, like fucking Walmart or anything like you can find more than half of the products that you find in those stores are being made by small businesses that will, you know, your money is going to like feeding somebody's daughter and like helping their build their generational wealth. than these people that you're just a number that they don't care if you exist or not because they're making their millions. And I'm, I'm, I'm very guilty of, of, of doing that. I think a lot of yeah, people are, same. but you know, it's, 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 it's capitalism. I think, yeah. And, and also to the lack of information mm-hmm. that is out there on these, these great businesses that are, coming up that mm-hmm. are that have been there actually um and it also makes me think too you know um maybe i should spend my my dollars somewhere else that mm-hmm. actually is going to go to a family or is going to go to something that's going to you know provide for them and i think that's me thinking especially now you know now that I'm, I'm 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 creeping up slowly to to 30 it it makes me think yeah. about my community more i think about my community more than i did obviously in my mm-hmm. adolescent youth as and my 20s because you're old now and I'm just like, <laughs> some old guy yes, that's how you know you're old like your, your priorities shift and what you pay attention to yeah. shifts and it's like damn like uh, these are this is the community that's going to be you know around like raising my kid with me like yeah. these are these are the people these are the businesses that she's gonna like grow up around yeah and yeah. it takes a community it takes a community to yeah. to, to, to help out um, but yeah, I mean, it, if you guys, uh, out there who are listening, you guys want to help support a small business, I think the best thing to do is to just purchase something from that small business mm-hmm. or even just give them a shout out or push the brand itself. Yeah. I mean, I think any little thing will mm-hmm. help. And, um, with that, with that said, um, I wanted to uh, go back to you and shed some light on you. What do you have coming up this year? Like what, what does mel have in store for for 2020 uh, uh to be determined still um there are a few things that i'm working on like um in addition to like shouting out these businesses i also wanted to start offering uh design and marketing services to them because uh, you know by day i am a, a graphic designer art director i'm working primarily in social media marketing right now mm-hmm. so as i'm learning more about the algorithm about the best practices about marketing on social media i want to be able to help these brands that are doing that too um in more than just a shout out way and more of like hey um, if you guys need someone to work on your social media, get you these graphics, this branding, like put your whole package, you know, wrap it up all nicely um, because that is important, too. And I feel like uh, marketing and advertising 
is kind of a luxury. Like if you're a small business, you may not have money to throw out to, you know, ads on Instagram or email marketing, things like that. Um, so that's where I would like to be able to help out um, yeah. and offer my services in that way. And um, what else am I doing? I have so many ideas. Like I, I want to start a podcast eventually. Like I have a whole list for seasons one and two of people that I want to have on and topics. Um, and I wanted to... Last year, I changed my Instagram from male model to multifaceted because I wanted to start showcasing and opening myself up more to these kinds of uh, topics and conversations and start normalizing things from everywhere from like sex to mental health. Um, I haven't really started that yet <laughs> uh, because it uh, just the social media and opening yourself to that just takes a lot out it of does. you. Like even just modeling, like you, you have been great. We've shot three times, like with no snags, but I was getting stood up a lot by photographers yeah. because if it's TFP, if it's free, they're not going to take it as seriously. And I'm just like wasting my time. And that's, that's the one resource that I care the most about is my time. Time, yeah. Working You're full not going to get that back. Yeah, working full time, Monday through Friday. I literally only have two days a week to do my own creative shit. So if you're if you're just dicking around with my time, it's just like I don't I didn't even want to model anymore, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and once I got published, I'm like, okay, maybe I don't have to anymore. You know, I I did that accomplishment, um, but, but I would like to. Like uh, I don't know. It depends so much on on my mood and what I'm open to being open to and, and vulnerable in that way with. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of like on a, um, kind of like on a podcast tour right now, <laughs> which I mean, I'm totally loving. And I like think, learning. I, I think, I think the transition from, from, from what you were doing to this, yeah. I mean, especially because you have a lot of, uh, of interesting things to say, especially when it comes to not only your segments for, you know, uh, the the stuff that you have with the, some of the brands that you put out on your social mm -hmm. media, um, but just in general, I think you would have a lot. I, I feel like you should go the podcast route. Yeah, I feel like yeah. you should start, or you know, just something yeah. small. I I do have like a lot to say. It's just like the times that I have like that uh, inspiration and that like spark of like, oh, I want to do something right now. It's like okay, well, you don't have any of the equipment, you don't have anything set up. It's like to start all of that because you know, as a Virgo, I want to do everything like to a T. Yeah. Like perfectionism is like my downfall, and if I don't have everything set up right, it's just like okay, I don't even want to. Like I have all this to say, I'll write it down, but when it's time to like actually start doing the the podcasting and getting all the equipment and organizing it and putting a theme together and the music, it's like. I'll have analysis paralysis meets anxiety <laughs> with all the things that I have to do in order to do this one thing. And it's just like, uh, I think, trust me, trust me. I, I know the feeling, <laughs> of course you know, and, <laughs> you know, the one thing, the one thing I think that I was, uh, I was reading on, it was like an article is it's I obviously expect the unexpected. Mm -hmm. Things are going to fuck up. Yeah. Equipment's going to go out mm -hmm. and you just got to roll with the punches. Um, for me, it was just the initial step in doing the first one, yeah. now doing the second one, which I'm so glad you came to do the second mm. episode with us. Thank you Happy once again. Um, but yeah, it's just that, that, that leap of faith. Mm -hmm. That's what I've had an issue with before in the past is just taking that, that general leap of faith because mm -hmm. I was so mortified that things were going to go according to plan. And if it did, it wasn't going to align with the grand <laughs> plan that I had yeah. drawn up. Yeah. Um, even now. I have all these fucking questions. I haven't even been asking you these questions because yeah. 
this conversation has been yeah. so great. And I think that's just, I think that's just how it is, yeah. especially with podcasts. Yeah. Now that I've been learning, I've been starting to learn that. Nice. It's just the general flow of what's coming out yeah. between my question, your answer, and my answer to your question or something, mm. you know, vice versa. Um, yeah. But I feel like you, you, you should take the leap. I mean, just even record off of your phone and just do some shit. Yeah. I mean, like, I'll, I'll continue the little podcast, you know, tour. I, I recorded one episode um, that hasn't aired yet, and I'm set to do another episode. And I have another friend that has an episode. And I I've, I found that um, in coming to terms with my version of creativity is really um, like helping someone else's vision get from A to B. Yeah. And doing it right and doing it branded and, and doing it well, um, as opposed to like having a vision of my own. And I think that was another reason why I started um, shouting out these brands, because I wanted to expose myself more to what they're doing and like learn from them. Like, what are the best practices? I started to notice the patterns of these successful brands, like what are the successful ones doing and what do they all have in common? And even like with these podcasts, I'm like just learning so that when I do decide to start something of my own, like I have so much exposure to it I, I have a, a better footing for what I want to yeah. do for myself but even if I don't do anything for myself I'm fulfilled with just bringing people's visions to life and helping them and being like you know even if it's in the background or just like the the number two hand of as opposed to like starting something from the ground up like I always say I'm I'm not good with a blank canvas but I'm good with you know give me all these elements and I'll and I'll organize it i'll make a chart as you know typical virgo fashion <laughs> or i'll make it um i'll make it look good and I'll, I'll brand your message so that it's cohesive and i found that that might be my my way of being creative is just bringing things from a to b as opposed to making up the a myself because i have yeah as of now i still have way too much uh analysis paralysis to actually <laughs> put my foot in you know actually leap into something um and i think when we small biz was the first thing that i actually did that and it felt like you know i'm, I'm creating something of my own yeah but without having to create a business you know of my own if, if that makes sense. no no yeah, yeah. That, that 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 makes sense perfect yeah. sense you know, um, I mean, I would love to see the Womi Biz take off onto, you know, a, a, a much bigger platform than from yeah. Instagram. Mm -hmm. That's the, the plan eventually. I yeah. mean, I, <laughs> I feel that that segment, that that thing that you have, yeah. that small baby, mm -hmm. I feel like that can grow into something that's going to be amazing yeah. for a lot of people. I mean, what you do right now is amazing and it mm -hmm. helps so many people. Um, but definitely I that that right there, you yeah. have you have some fire right there. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I had a, a whiteboard full of ideas. Like I want to do like, you know, events and maybe scholarships and grants for Wilmy Small Business. And it's it's just a matter of finding what is sustainable yeah. for me to be able to like not just start something and then let it fall by the wayside because life happens. You know? and, and it will happen. I mm -hmm. It's happened to me before. I've wanted to do so many grand things. Yeah. Um, like me, when I used, I used to curate hip hop shows. Okay. Um, and it was, that was a stressful fucking time, it sounds but it, it was, it was incredible when it came together yeah. and you got to sit back and you seen, um, what unfolded and, but that's just, that's just a creation of, uh, of thought. You put it into action mm -hmm. and it just yeah. blossomed from there. Yeah, and that's with anything. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I, I definitely can't wait to see what's in store. Yeah. What comes from this, this, this segment that you have, because it is it, honestly, it is, it's an incredible thing that you do. 
Not yeah. a lot of people do it. Mm-hmm. When people do it, they ask for, you know, an incentive or something yeah. like that. Like send me free product. Yeah, and I'm know. like, I would never, I would never do that. And that's why the first year I was like making sure I spend money on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that ended up not being sustainable. And I actually questioned if I wanted to keep doing it because it, it got stressful at a, at a point of like, you know, if I didn't have it, um, like already filmed and like if the product didn't come in in time like I was having to do it that Wednesday morning and like yeah. edit everything together and I'm like I don't know if I can sustain this but I I didn't want to give it up because it was such a, a fulfilling thing for me to be able to find these brands and it it just exposed me to so many brands that I can be supporting yeah. and it feels good yeah it, it just, feels really good. even it, it sounds selfish but yeah it just like made me feel really good to be doing something yeah. with my time other than just supporting big box brands yeah um it's great it's great to hear that especially especially knowing that you were supporting you know these Mm -hmm. these businesses um you know as we come to a close as as we draw closer down um to the end of the episode uh can you let me know something that you feel you could have told yourself maybe five ten years ago that you know now like what would you give your younger self advice on (laughs) How much time we got? <laughs> um, I would definitely say one of the things, actually one one of the things I want to talk about on the, the next podcast that I appear on um, is going to be, I would tell myself to, to not pay so much attention to what society is telling you your life should be. And mm-hmm. it, it may not seem like society is telling you these things, but if you sit back and really think, what you want for yourself as opposed to what you've grown up hearing that you should want and seeing what you've grown up seeing around you. Um, I would definitely say like, just, just don't, don't plan, don't be a Virgo so much and plan (laughs) on all the things that you've been growing up seeing. Um, and really just like give yourself time to figure out what you want because that was such a big thing. Um, growing up, I had my whole life planned out and it did not involve anything that's happening now. And I would not want it any other way. And just being open to, you know, shocker, maybe not having a plan and just seeing what happens and being open to the universe. And I would definitely would have told myself to just be open to the universe and and what's being put in front of you um, and pay more attention to the signs for sure. Um, Yeah. Spirituality was something that I found later in life, but it's like, if you're open to and and just see really see what's going on around you and being open to what's in front of you as opposed to what you think you should be doing or what you've been told you should be doing um including like college like if i could go back i i I don't know if i would have gotten myself into 20 years of debt for a degree that you know so many designers that i meet now are self-taught and through internships and experience it's so much less of a burden to not have these student loans every month to have to pay and um so much fucking time is wasted on science and geology classes like but growing up I was told you know you have to go to college you have to have a degree have a backup plan all these things and I just would have I would have wanted more autonomy in my life um when I was younger and Mm -hmm. just being open to to bigger ideas and and things that were not um force-fed to me growing up super (laughs) long-winded well wise words from a wise woman (laughs) mel uh thank you for being on the podcast and um can you let everybody know where they can find you at yeah you can find me on instagram at multifaceted so the word multifaceted but with an e because the beginning is mel like my name so you know (laughs) very clever (laughs) yeah i I thought so (laughs) 
yes, thank you once again for being here, and we do appreciate it. Thank it's you, uh, you blessed us with our second episode. Um, and thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, my name is Michael Real, and this one is the Create One Podcast. Thank you, guys. Bye. Woo! <laughs>